Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Severance, season one, episode nine, The We We Are is the final episode of season one, and what a ride it has been. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in to the show, I break down every episode, go in depth on every episode of Severance, talking about all the mysteries, the ups and downs, the questions, the answers, and everything in between. And uh, I will be spoiling the finale of Severance. So if you don't want that to happen, I would not recommend consuming this episode uh, maybe go back to episode one. I would highly recommend checking in the show out. It is, of course, an Apple TV exclusive, and it is an amazing show that will be having a second season, which is good. There are cliffhangers, spoilers for this episode, but if you live in the world and you've heard of this show, then you know how it's ended uh, in such a way uh, that made people very hangry, very angry and hangry and hungry for another season so i'm very excited to recap those when they do come out uh but with all of that said let's get it started as we left our characters in the last episode they are attempting to wake their innies up on the outside using the overtime uh the otc which is overtime something that starts with c uh, i forget but uh, Dylan stayed behind uh, to to get the waffle party in order to stay at Lumen uh, to flip the switch, as it were, in the security room. So that is where Dylan is, arms stretched out, uh, had just flipped the switches at the very end of the episode. Meanwhile, Irving is at home in his apartment painting, as always, the hallway to the the testing floor. Uh, you have Heli at some kind of event, we don't know yet, uh, holding a drink. And then we have Mark hugging Selveg slash Cobell as he is about to have his innie wake up on the outside. Flip is, The switch is flipped by Dylan. This episode starts. We see all three of our characters waking up at the same time. Of course, Mark in the arms of Selveg. Uh, he's asking the question, what? Uh, and let's start off with a quick clip here. What? I said, are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Maybe you should talk to your sister. It's an important decision. My sister? Yes. Mark? Yeah. You sure you're okay? Yes, I'm sorry. I just, uh, I got a little woozy and I'm... Stop by the bathroom. Uh-uh. I think it's the other way. Right. So, of course, it had to have been an extremely confusing moment for Mark's Innie to all of a sudden be in an embrace with his boss that is absolutely horrible to him as Cobell when she is inside Severance. Obviously, also, she has just been fired by Lumen, uh, so she is there as the lactation specialist for his sister, Devin. But also, in the last episode, when he mentions that his Audi mentions that he wants to leave, uh, be unsevered and leave Lumen, she is encouraging of that. She is telling him to leave. Uh, now, obviously, she just got fired herself, so there's probably some camaraderie in that decision as well. But he wakes up. He's confused. Uh, his, at his sister's house. He doesn't know anybody. He doesn't know where the bathroom is. He doesn't know anything. And he's surrounded by people because there's a, a, a book reading that is about to happen at her sister's house. And that is how we start this episode. Cut to... Irving painting, holding his palette knife as he was painting another one of many paintings that he's done of the exact same thing, that dark hallway to an elevator door with a red arrow pointing down, the elevator that goes to the testing floor. 
Irving wakes up, sees not only that that is what he's painting, but also looks around his apartment and sees that that is the exact same image on probably 20 to 30 other paintings that he's done. Like, this is an image that his Audi is obsessed with painting. And, of course, Ace of Spades playing on in the background uh, because, as we left, very aggressive, very, very uh, emotionally, a lot more edge to Irving, Irving's Audi than Irving's Innie. Irving's Innie, very, very much of a by-the-book kind of guy, although we did see some edge to him once once things started getting ramped up to them trying to figure things out. Once Lumen got rid of Bert, he, he started getting more edge. Uh, his Innie started getting more edge. Uh, now cut to Heli. We get to see where she is, where her Audi is. And we see that Heli, when she wakes up, still holding her glass of champagne, is talking to Natalie, the woman who was the in intermediary between Cobell and the quote-unquote board, always having the little, little earpiece in. So Heli is talking to Natalie, which I don't know if Heli has met Natalie or is aware of Natalie. I would imagine she does. And we find that Natalie and Heli are at the gala, the Lumen Gala that is happening, that Cobell was supposed to be going to talk to the board at. Uh, and uh, because of this discombobulation, this mind-blowing event, Heli waking up uh, at the gala talking to Natalie, she feels a little out of it. Uh, Natalie asking if she's okay. Helly making the excuse, like, I think this drink just hit me. She's like, well, you need to calm down because you got a speech. And you need to stay nimble. Uh, you got your speech in 20 minutes. But uh, Natalie mentions that the board is grateful that she is there to give her speech. Uh, and as they walk to the elevator, they meet Gabby, who was Devin's uh, retreat, birthing retreat neighbor. The one that, that Devin, Mark's sister, assumes has the theory, the hypothesis that maybe Gabby, whose husband is a politician who is backed by Lumen, maybe Gabby used severance as a way to not have to deal with giving birth, which is the theory that I had as well, which would make sense. You have this piece of technology where you can shut your brain off, and why just use that piece of technology for when you go to work. Why not use that piece of technology for any situation that you don't want to deal with? Especially if you have money, especially if your husband is a politician who is backed by this company and you could probably get the procedure for free. So you can imagine there is a version of Gabby that has only ever existed giving birth to three kids. Every time she is awake, this version of Gabby, that version of her is giving birth. That is the reality. That is the hell that Gabby, the other version of Gabby, the quote-unquote any version of Gabby, is existing. So Heli meets Gabby at the elevator, and we find out as she greets Heli, Heli finds out that her last name is is Egan. Heli is an Egan. She is part of the problem. Her family is the company. Her f she is a child of the company, and her mind is blown as she goes into this elevator. As a viewer, your mind is blown because you're finding out... I mean, one big answer of, like why Heli's Audi would be so determined to stay inside Severance. And we get to find out even more in this episode. But cut to Dylan, still in the security room, struggling to hold these switches up. His glasses on his face are struggling. They are defying gravity, holding on for dear life to the edge of Dylan's nose as he keeps these switches open and flipped for everybody, and all he can think is, this better be working. 
<laughs> I'm going through all this, and if this doesn't work, this is ridiculous. Uh, cut to Mark finds the bathroom at Devin's house, uh, looks at himself in the mirror as we see all of the, the three of them at some point find a mirror and, and look at themselves uh, for the first time. They see their Audis for the first time. Uh, so he looks in the mirror. He's asking himself where he is. Uh, he hears a voice outside. It's his sister's voice. He doesn't know it's his sister, but he opens the door. She knows who he is. That's all he knows. Uh, opens the door. She's holding a baby. And Mark, trying to find out more information, asks if that is how is our baby. And she's like, oh, like, you, you know, it takes a village to raise a baby. She's doing fine. So Mark realizes, that's okay, that's not my wife. That's not my baby. And she's like, we'll talk about this life-changing discussion you you have you want to have with me because before he switched before the innie woke up mark's audi had already been trying to find out what lumen's been doing and had the idea which he told cobell that he wants to leave lumen uh but he hasn't had that talk yet with his sister which his innie is desperate to tell somebody as well so in a lot of ways the innies and Audis, the person that is Mark on, in both versions, were trying to get to the same goal. Just unknowingly, independently of each other. Which is also something that uh, the, the character in the previous episode, uh, Rigabi, mentioned. That, you know, your Innie and Audi tend to be uh, working in the same direction. So Devin is going to, you know, pump some breast milk, and then they'll have their, their talk. Uh, cut to Irving. Here's a noise in another room. Goes in, discovers his dog on the bed. He finds the name tag on the dog. Knows the dog's name is Radar now. Uh, cut to Mark uh, is still kind of discombobulated, walking through this house where all of these people are. Uh, he sees two of Devin's friends that were at the dinner party, uh, and they are asking Mark his opinion on whether Devin should have held off on introducing the baby. Like, the, the level of discussion that these people have is so annoying. It is, like, so pretentious and so, like, it, it, it was evident during their no-dinner dinner party, and the question itself is 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 kind of like they feel put off that the kid is there and like maybe should they have even brought the kid to this thing which i as i don't have a kid but as somebody that you know i have friends that have kids and it is a weird thing how some people will not be welcoming to their friends when they have kids like their kids they will be invited the parents will be invited to things but the kids won't be invited like make sure you you don't bring your kids, uh, which is a very weird thing, and usually changes when they themselves have kids. But for this, these people, Devin's friends, uh, asking if it was uh, the right choice, um, and at that point, Mark realizes because of that question that oh, that lady that was holding the baby is my sister, okay, and that's her baby, and he's like, and Cobell's here for some reason. Okay, he's like just trying to put these pieces together. Uh, because he didn't bring a book, he didn't bring Rickon's book to this book reading, he's going to be sharing the book with Rebecca, who is another person in this friend group that is just ridiculous, has like these ridiculous corks to them. Uh, a, like she's got like these sores on her head, so don't think she's got bad eyesight, so she's got to look really close to the book. Uh, very weird people they're friends with. Uh, and Mark about to tell his sister again, but they're interrupted. You hear Rickon's voice in another room kind of calling everybody in to that room to start the reading. So Devin tells Mark, during the first ref reflection period, during the first reflection break, we will have this talk. Uh, and you hear Ir Rickon calling everybody. Cut to Irving looking around his room. 
seeing that there are military medals in frames around his room. Like, okay, Irving was in the military. Looking around, again, sees himself in the mirror, as all of the characters eventually do. Cut to Heli is talking to Gabby, and Gabby's talking about how she just had her third kid. And she uh, runs into her husband, introduces Heli to her husband, Angelo Arteta, who is the politician, Gabby's husband. Uh, and she, she tells uh, she tells Heli that she couldn't have done, she couldn't have ha- done it, she couldn't have had the kids, the three kids, without a little help. Kind of like a wink and a nod. Like, not saying that she, not explicitly saying that she used the severance procedure to not experience childbirth but she says in in the reading between the lines clearly she's confirming that yes they are the the severance procedure is being used to do other things rather than disconnect from yourself while you're at work which means that gabby has had the procedure and is currently has a chip in her head which also means that that chip, her Audi, her Innie, who has only experienced childbirth in the uh, whatever amount of hours that she's existed, could potentially be woken up because of this OTC th- procedure, right? Like, if there was a way to communicate, they could have had, that would have been crazy. <laughs> that would have been crazy if they, there could be a scene in the next season where they wake everybody up. Where they're like, okay, we're going to OTC this thing, but we're going to do it for everybody. We're going to do the whole catalog of people. And then we're going to see all of the people who have only existed in hell be woken up. In all of the different forms of hell. Anyway, that's just a a theory potentially for season two. But we find out that uh, most likely severance is being used. Uh, and they're, you know, they're, they're of course, big proponents. They're, her husband is financially backed by Lumen. Uh, and they, they ask the questions, why, why would people outlaw this? Why would people, anybody, and of course, Heli, her innie, knows exactly why. Because it is hell. Heli knows if she had the moment to step back and think about the reality of what Gabby's other version of herself, what Gabby's innie has experienced, has only experienced childbirth in her existence, she would know that, like, this is, that is, you're creating a hell on earth for your, your other version of yourself, and that is why it would be horrible. Cut to Irving is in his closet, looking at his clothes. He finds a chest, brings the chest out of the closet, Cut to Angelo again, talking about the photo display, how moving these photo displays are, uh, and, and what Heli is going to say will change minds. And he tells her to thank her father, so we're getting more information. Clearly, there's these photo things, uh, which she hasn't seen yet. She's going to be giving some kind of speech, clearly a pro-severed speech. Uh, and her father is clearly the guy in charge, most likely, for her to be asked to thank her father. So she's not just some cousin in the Egan family. She is the daughter of a main Egan. Let's take a little break from the Ray Taylor show to promote my live art streams. That's right. I am an artist as well as a podcaster, and I paint live every Thursday at 420 Pacific time. Head on over the best place ever for streaming youtube.com slash inspired disorder. That's right. Every Thursday at 420, you can watch me paint the many faces. Every week, I paint seven new faces of abstract portraits ink on paper and you can watch that happen you can hang out with me while i listen to a classic episode from one of my favorite podcasts head on over to youtube.com slash inspired disorder and check it out say hi let's hang out let's have some fun let's paint some faces now let's get back to the show cut to 
Mark, finally everybody's sitting down about to experience this reading of, of Rickon's book, and he finally sees the book, and it blows his mind. It's like, holy shit, this is the book. This has been my Bible, my second Bible. In my, in the only other book that has ever existed in Mark's Innie's reality is this book written by Rickon. So he finally sees the book. He's in awe. Oh, my God. Looking at Rickon, he's, like, blown away. He's like, it's like, oh, it is him. It is the one who wrote the book that changed everything for me. Finds out that Rickon is his brother-in-law, which blows his mind. He's like, holy shit, there is this guy that is, like, my idol. Is, like, I'm related to in some way. Uh, and meanwhile, while he's sitting there uh, sharing this book with Rebecca, Cobell sitting behind, asked to borrow, asked to read along in their book. So sitting behind Mark, she's literally flanking him. It's like, oh, I can crane. I can look over your shoulder. Which for Mark, Mark's innie is like, has to be spinning. He's like, this guy that changed my perception of reality is standing there. My sister is married. They have a kid together. And over my shoulder is one of the worst human beings ever. This person has made my life hell. And she's acting super nice. And why is she here? And why it's like to have a person over your shoulder, literally reading over your shoulder is annoying enough. But to for that person to be your nemesis, for that person to be the worst boss you've ever experienced in your life, the only boss you've ever experienced who's just the worst human is, is perched over your shoulder. Got to be a tough spot for, for Mark. Cut to Heli being told good luck by, by Angelo. Uh, and she sees these photo displays. All of the photos throughout this season, every time we've seen Milchik with his camera, we see all of the photos. And, of course, everybody's smiling. Of course, when, when he took those pictures, they were all during party events. So everybody's smiling. It makes it look like her Innie has had the best time ever making all these friends, seeing all these things. Heli, you see the tagline for this this thing. Uh, Heli, a severed story. You see that she is the propaganda. She is the content of propaganda. The the proof that severed is amazing. We have the the owner's daughter is severed, and she's quote unquote experienced it. We're not going to mention that she tried to kill herself. She tried to quit a bunch of times and tried to kill herself. Because that's not how propaganda works. It's going to be all gumdrops and rainbows. Cut to Dylan still struggling. Cut to Irving finds a key to the, checks his pocket, finds a key to the chest uh, that was in the closet, opens the chest up. He sees like these old naval uniforms. Inside one of the uniforms is a picture. On the back of the picture is labeled dad. So apparently he comes from. So those medals may be Irving's or they just may be his dad's that he's held on to. He also finds underneath later on he finds stuff. So he opens the thing, naval uniform, cut to Mark sitting, listening to Rickon with just a smirk on his face. Like the only time aside from the flirt the flirting that he did with Heli on the inside this is the only time Mark's any has ever like probably experienced utter joy unless he's had a waffle party but he is just sitting there like just with the biggest smirk on his face enjoying like he doesn't need to look at this book he is just focused dead-eyed on this guy who wrote the book that he has memorized He's read it so many times. He memorized the book. He doesn't need to look at it. He knows what's up. 
and they take a reflection break and Mark decides to go out and talk to Rickon. So let's play that clip. Um, Mr. Hale, Rickon, I don't know why my voice shakes like that. I sound like a sad old hamburger waiter prattling on about sauces. Hamburger waiter, what the fuck is that? Jesus, why do I ever open my buffoon mouth? It's going great. I mean, the book is brilliant. Okay, Mark, thank you. You don't have to say that. I'm well aware of how I come across to you. No, I mean it. Your book, it, it opened up the world for me. Mark, are you okay? Yes. This book changed my whole life. You actually read it? Rickon, are we friends? I know I sometimes make you feel less than for having had the procedure. And I regret that. You had to deal with Gemma's passing in the way that was best for you. You know, I was scrolling through old pictures this morning, and I found one of the four of us on the crest hike. You remember the funny bees? Do you have that on you, picture? Sure, I should. Uh, Rickon, the neti pot is warm. Oh, thank you both. Mark, I need to flush my sinuses. But thank you. You have no idea how much this has meant to me. So Mark, again, not able to divulge his information to anybody but he does get more information he finds out that a little bit gets a hint of like oh his wife maybe his wife died and doesn't get a chance to see what his wife looked like uh doesn't really get much but gets that little bit like he finds out a little bit of why he got severed in the first place just a little bit a little morsel of that then he walks inside runs into cobell cobell is asking how he is she felt him tense up while they were hugging so she literally felt his any wake up and tense up and he's still tense and she wants to hear more of his life-changing stuff and he's like you know he he doesn't want to talk to her doesn't want to talk to cobell He's trying to get a hold. He's still trying to talk to his sister. Trying to talk to somebody who's able to listen to him. And so he can dump all of this information that he has. And he doesn't know how much time he has to do it. So he is very tense and not wanting to talk to his worst enemy in Cobell, which he doesn't know that she was supportive of his idea in the first place. And as he leaves, he calls her Miss Cobell. And at that moment, you see Cobell's eyes and you see, holy shit. That's Mark's Innie. And which makes sense why she would have a different name on the outside than on the inside. For that very reason. To, to be this different person. And she's like, oh no. It's just an amazing, it's like a crazy moment when he says, we'll talk later, Miss Cobell. Goodbye, Miss Cobell. It is, it's like, holy shit, you just fucked up, dude. You just messed up. Uh, So cut to Heli. She's seeing all these picture cubes. She's seeing all the propaganda. Cut to Mark waiting uh, for Devin still baby's crying she's trying to deal with this baby so they could talk she ends up taking the baby to her lactation specialist who is selvig who knows that mark is an innie but she takes the baby anyway so that devin can talk to mark and they finally gets a chance to talk to mark cut to we get to hear now the audio clip i'm about to play it's a little distorted. It's kind of hard to hear. But is the propaganda message that plays this promotional clip for Lumen uh, performed by Heli? Uh, and I wanted to play it, so bear with the quality of audio. So, one of the things you learn growing up as an Egan is that the workers are our family. And I remember being confused about that as a kid because I thought that meant I had a few hundred thousand literal brothers and sisters scattered around the world. <laughs> 
dad, as I grew older, I learned that it's about shared ideals. Um, my dad used to make me recite the nine core principles before bed every night, which I can't say I always did happily. Sorry, dad. But those are not the values that I share with everyone who works at the end. And that's what makes them my family. So obviously, pure and utter propaganda. Obviously, makes sense why her Audi was so intense about her staying there because she is there for propaganda. She is there to be this fake proof of concept, this fake kind of uh, this fake mouthpiece of how nice it is to be in any, and you have to trust her because. It is the daughter of Kier. Well, not Kier, but whoever. I forget the guy's name. The Egan's name that's in charge now. Uh, cut to Cobell flooring it in her car, just like tearing down the roads. She left the party on her way, trying to get a hold of Milchick because she knows these Audis. Have done uh, these innies have done something, and Milchik isn't answering. Cut to Irving looking through the chest, takes off the the top layer of the chest, and underneath are a bunch of news clippings. There is a list of employees that are part of that have been severed. Uh, there are notes that are written by the employees, uh, people that he's tried to get in contact with. So uh, Irving's Audi has also been trying to get a hold of other people that are part of Lumen, just as his innie has been trying to get, like, he, his Audi has been trying to figure out about Lumen as well, and is, has all of these things. He finds Bert's name on the list. There's a map there. There are some of the names are actually plotted on the map. Uh, so we know what Irving's going to do. Irving is, Irving is plotting a route to go to Bert, as he does in every mission they've had. Irving always diverts the mission to go talk to Bert. Now, of course, Bert would be somebody that, you know, that might listen to him, that he can trust. I mean, he can't tell his dog, can't tell Radar. So, of course, Bert takes the map, plots the course, cut to Heli in the bathroom, having a panic attack, and her dad walks in. Let's play that clip. Helena. You look so nice. I can feel. Thank you. Are you... Are you still in pain? It's so pretty, Daddy. 
everybody in the whole world should get one. They will. Because of you. They'll all be Kier's children. Mr. Egan, Helena, it's time to head to stage. So she sees her dad, who is the head currently of Egan, the statue that she saw when she first walked into the perpetuity wing, when she was taken back by it and like was surprised at this thing. Maybe some recognition there, her any's recognition potentially of seeing her father. Uh, regardless, uh, not only does she find out, not only does... Do we know, obviously, that the dad knows that her any tried to kill her, asking about her neck? Uh, but he just found out. Like, according to, like, the reason why Cobell was fired by Lumen was because they found out that th there were pictures of Heli trying to kill herself. Which makes sense why Cobell would want to cover that up, because she knew that Heli was the daughter of her boss of the guy who runs the company and that would look poorly on her uh, for allowing that to even happen. But also we find out, she finds out she's going to be giving a speech. She also finds out she, that she was, she encouraged this whole thing, this chip thing that she wanted everybody to, to have it one day. And now that is what he is making his life goal to have everybody be part of the Egan family and just like really having the weight of everything fall on her shoulders, knowing how responsible she is. Not only her family, the responsibility her family has with ev everything, but specifically her. And that's when we see her look at herself in the mirror and we see her recite the things that she said in the break room, forgive me for the harm I've caused this world. She goes through the whole speech that she had to repeat a thousand plus times in the break room when she was punished. And this time she means it. Like the last time when she tried to quit and she told everybody, it's like, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean what I said in the break room, even though I said it so many times. Like now she like those words have a completely new meaning for the first time for Heli, for Heli's innie. She realized that she is on some level very responsible for causing this hell to exist in reality. And it's a very heavy moment when she's staring in this mirror saying the whole thing repeating the whole punishment and now she means it cut to irving leaving uh you know trying to figure out which car is his he has like this this older car that's like clearly souped up like there is a sound an engine makes of older cars that have clearly been fixed up i mean it looks clean on the outside it's an older car. I tried to look it up to see what the model is, but the sound of the engine sounds like, and it's, it feels the way he drives it and how it kind of has a little get-up to it, uh, feels like it's a souped-up type of a car. Um, so he gets in the car, and he's heading out to go, obviously, find Bert, to tell Bert what is up, uh, and just to see Bert, see the love of his life. Cut to Mark tells Devin we don't get to see the scene of him telling she you know it's just cut to he has told her it's insane uh, and Mark says that they should send inspectors or something and are inspectors like even a thing uh, and uh, she tells Mark that his Audi was actually trying to find out what Lumen does what he does in Lumen so that both basically his innie and Audi were working for the same goal, towards the same goal. And Mark asks why he, he got severed in the first place. He finds out that it was his wife that died in a car accident. 
Uh, he tried to stay as a history teacher at Gans College, but that wasn't working. Uh, and he, he did it to spare himself from the pain uh, of losing his wife. Uh, and she tells Mark that she was a wonderful woman and that she made Mark wonderful as well. Um, and just like a very painful thing. But Mark finally gets the answer to why his Audi would do such a thing. Not that they're really aware of what the reality of being an innie is. But he gets those answers regardless. Let's take a little break from the show to promote the many faces. That's right. I am also an artist. I do ink paintings on paper of abstract faces. A new face, a new painting gets released every single day over at InspiredDisorder.com. So head on over to my website to purchase original artwork directly from the artist. Also, there are prints available for select images. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com, buy original art, buy prints if that's your jam, if you want 8 by 10 prints on high quality paper. Also, if you're looking to wear some art, there are shirts available with original artwork by myself. Select faces from the many faces are also available in t-shirt form. You go to inspiredisorder.com, you buy original artwork, you buy prints, you buy shirts, you're supporting an artist directly. And if you're the type of person that likes to invest in NFTs, there are also NFTs available for select faces. Go to inspiredisorder.com now. And now let's get back to the show. Cut to Cobell trying to call Milchek again. He finally answers. And Cobell's like, they did the OTC. The innies are out. They activated the OTCs. It's Mark's innie. Helly's at the gala now. Cobell is driving to the gala to stop. She's trying to get back in the good graces of Egan. So whatever whatever support she had had for Mark completely went away when she found out that the innies had planned this whole thing. That Dylan is probably in the security room now, and he's the one that did it. They planned this whole thing out. That is why Dylan got the, the, the waffle party. Uh, so you see Milchik just tearing down these hallways, just running down the, the hallways at Lumen, trying to get the security room, finally gets there. And, of course, Dylan tied the door shut with a rope. And as Milchik's trying to get in, the, the great and powerful Dylan says, Fuck you, Milchik! I love it. I love Dylan so much, and I love him uh, telling off Milchik. Cut to Devin. Uh, Rickon knows that's telling Mark that like Rickon knows a lot of high-end journalists in New York that could potentially help. And Mark's like, should we get the cops? And she's like, well, Lumen has their hand in pretty much everything uh, in this town. So I would imagine the cops are just as corrupt as everybody else would be. So, Paul, uh, so journalists would be their only hope. Uh, and then Mark's like, oh, yeah, I forgot to ask, why is Cobell here? And then they put it together that Selveg is Cobell. And Devin flips out because she realized she just gave her baby to the worst human in Mark's life, the devil herself. And she flips out. And she runs out of the room to go find her baby. And she's like, Jesus fucking Christ. She is like freaking out. They're both freaking out. What happened to the baby? Cut to Heli about to go on stage. Cut to Irving is on his... Heli's going to the stage. Cut to Irving is going to Burt's. Cut to Milchik starting to cut the rope. Ticking clock. This thing's about to come to an end real quick. So there's not a whole lot of time for Heli to get her message out. There's not a whole lot of time for Irving to tell Bert to get to Bert's. Uh, so time is of the essence. Thankfully, Mark was able to tell somebody. Finally. Somebody, somebody knows on the outside. Uh, and now we have Milchik trying to bargain as he did before. When he had to wake Dylan up 
and to try and keep Dylan quiet about the whole OTC thing to begin with, trying to bribe him with, with other gifts, with other incentives. So let's play that clip right now. I bet the tempers were disappointed. I can still get you back in there. I can get you any perk you want, Dylan. Hey, there's stuff you don't even know about. There's, there's paintball. There's coffee cozies. Dylan, come on. Just say the word and I'll get you a coffee cozy literally right now, Dylan. Come on, man. I want to remember my fucking kid being born. You have two others. I can tell you about them. Just open the door and I'll tell you their names. Come on, Dylan. Dylan? So, of course, Milchik trying to bargain, trying to do everything he can with his words to, to convince Dylan. Dylan not changing his course of action, still holding those, those switches flipped. But it's not working. But Milchik still eventually is going to get through because he's cutting through that rope. However slow it is happening. <laughs> he's cutting through that rope. Cut to Selveg arrives at the gala. She hops out of her car. It starts just rolling away. The 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 uh, the car. The uh, valets are chasing after this car as Selvig just runs in. She does not care whatsoever. Uh, cut to Heli uh, is being told by Natalie to use the line about her any being like her sister. Like clearly, this speech has been gone over uh, before. This propaganda. And uh, just, I'm sure, is, <laughs> like, to consider, like, she knows that her Audi doesn't give a shit about her any whatsoever. We saw the reality of that with her response to threatening to cut her fingers off earlier on in the season. Cut to Irving is at Burt's, sitting outside the house, watching through a giant window. Uh, he sees Burt. And he sees that there's another man there with Bert as they're packing. Uh, they take a picture of themselves, get a little selfie. Clearly, they're leaving to go either moving. I mean, Bert just retired, so maybe they're going on vacation. Maybe they're moving out of the town. Uh, either way, Irving sees that somebody is there with Bert. Cut to back to Devin's place, Devin and Rickon's place. Everybody's trying to find this baby. Mark walks into a room and sees the baby in the the little uh, whatever thing, the baby traveling contraption uh, on a bed. So the baby's fine, but that same guy, who the the annoying guy from the the no dinner dinner. The guy who was asking, who was complaining about the baby being there in the first place, whether it was even appropriate for them to be introducing the baby at all, he, he grabs the baby and he makes sure, I found the baby! I'm the one who found the baby! Like, this guy, like, even being just such a small character, they're able to, the writers are able to really illustrate what kind of a piece of shit, like, you want to talk about a kiss ass like the worst kind of people the kind of people that just they need to be like he's probably also a guy who plays the victim in all situations like he's either the victim or the hero and this is one of the times where he's taking the credit of being the hero i found the baby i found the baby whatever the baby's fine cut to uh cobell grabs heli backstage looking at her is it you and and heli tries to play it off and then it's not working and she tells cobell i'm going to kill your company and cobell's like you're gonna kill your company this is your family's company which maybe that part hasn't really sunk in yet to heli or it just doesn't really apply because she is the innie she knows that her audi doesn't care about her existence at all that she is literally there she's literally in that hell to forward the momentum of this company and this technology and cobell tries to scare her away they're going to torture your friends they're going to keep your friends alive and they are going to torture them 
They're going to suffer. They're going to be in pain trying to divert Helly's course, uh, but it doesn't work. She goes on stage, and she tells the entire crowd of people at the gala that she's an innie. Everybody starts laughing. She thinks she's, she's joking, uh, and she's like, no, they're torturing us down there, and she's trying to convince everybody, and, of course, everybody's just laughing. Cut to Mark sees a picture in that room where the baby was. He sees a picture amongst other pictures and picks it up and he sees who is who his wife is he sees that his wife is miss casey and he runs out of the room to find devin holding her baby everybody's surrounding him he's holding this photo yelling she's alive cut to irving banging on the door yelling bert for Bert to open the door. Cut to Milchick finally cuts through the rope and tackles Dylan. Switches get unflipped. And that is how the season ends. Thankfully, Mark, out of the three of the innies, was not only able to tell his sister all the information. Thankfully, his sister has access through Rickon to high-end, quote-unquote, journalists in New York. So to get this story out. Also, the baby's fine. Also, he was able, before he got put back, before he got shut down, he was able, he's holding the photo of him and his wife, yelling that she's alive. So assuming... Next season, Devin will also know that, that his wife is still alive and that she is being held captive by Lumen. It, it, it is, it's, it's, you can't assume that they could draw that conclusion from him screaming, she's alive. Obviously, they could also just take it as the baby is alive, but it would fit better. How well written this show is. It really, he, and he's holding the photo. It would make sense that they would draw the conclusion that his wife is alive. You have to do some assuming there. Obviously, Helly, she's going to wake up and she's probably going to try and play off to all the people at the gala. She's going to try. They may not even show this in the next season. It could be cut to everybody being punished. And we just hear them talking about the conclusions to everything. But I would imagine Helly's Audi is going to just riff on that thing and deliver her speech. And the majority of people there are going to. I mean, the people involved, like Natalie, obviously, Cobell. Uh, probably the dad, they're going to know that the innies were able to do this thing, but all the investors and all the other people at the gala probably are just going to be like, oh, she's, she's so funny. She's so funny. Uh, and then as far as Irving, chances are he's going to wake up outside of Bert's house who he doesn't know who Bert is. His Audi doesn't know. And, and Bert's Audi doesn't know who Irving is. So it's just going to be some kind of awkward situation. Maybe Irving's Audi is going to put it together that like, okay, I woke up, I, I was painting, and now I'm outside of this guy who I, I have the name of and I have him marked on a map. So he may have done some kind of surveillance on him before. So he, his Audi may be able to put together. So there could be something there. But that's how it ends. And we know that severance is being used for other things other than work-related stuff. We know that Heli is there as for propaganda purposes, which who knows if she even shows back up on the inside 
right? Like her any could just never be woken up again. It's not, it's probably too risky. I don't know why she would need to punish that version of herself. It wouldn't, they, they don't need the propaganda anymore. They have all the materials. Unless her little outburst did cause some doubt, did make people question something on a certain level, or at least start to think about it from a different perspective. And she would need to go back in to produce more propaganda. But it doesn't seem like she would need to be put back inside just to be punished. Everybody else. But it's like, that's the thing. It's like Mark probably wouldn't go back to Lumen. There's no reason for Mark. Dylan is screwed. Dylan's innie is there. So he may never go back to being an Audi. Who knows what will happen to his kids. But Irving and and Mark may never go back to Lumen. Especially now that Devin can tell Mark's Audi. Irving is a little questionable. But it will be very interesting to see how it all happens. I mean, they, yet they can't like force them to go back for any reason. So I don't know why they would. Like knowing that they got obviously got busted like on some level it's going to be very interesting i'm very excited to see what happens in in the next season um a lot more questions in in some ways uh i mean as far as knowing what lumen does it seems pretty obvious that like they are they created a piece of technology that allows people to not experience certain things and as i've mentioned in previous episodes, in addition to not experiencing work, there are clearly people that have been pronounced dead, and maybe those people are tempers, the temporary severed people like Miss Casey, like the dancers at the Waffle Party, where they are just always in the testing floor feels like we're going to get to know more about the like maybe there is going to be some kind of investigation maybe since dylan is stuck inside you know maybe heli volunteers well she's not going to volunteer it's going to be interesting to see what happens at the end next season a lot of directions they can go with it um Obviously, the Burton Irving thing is going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But more importantly, it's like Mark's success in telling Devin is is a, a major deal. And him being able to get to her and yell that she's alive while holding a picture of him and his wife hopefully is indic indicative of her putting the pieces together and realizing that his wife is still alive, and she's able. She will then be able to tell Mark, Mark's Audi, all of the the information. So anyway, or there could be just a big propaganda push. I mean, it's we're gonna see how Lumen tries to cover this up. Either way, amazing first season. The cinematography is amazing. The writing is amazing. The characters are amazing. Dylan, by far my favorite. Uh, just such a great show. Super excited. When season two comes out, I will be breaking down every episode. As I did this episode, it was a fun experiment trying to break down such a complex show. I had so much fun doing it. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed this season. And uh, I hope you were able to get out as much as I got out. Watching and dissecting every episode really allowed me to, to understand the show on a whole nother level and to really appreciate the show. And, of course, the, the big question of what those baby goats were is, is still a mystery. Uh, we're probably going to see more of what the testing floor is all about, you know, that dark hallway where that goes, what's down there, who's down there. We're going to see how Mark tries to get his wife out, see what kind of condition she's in. Uh, 
Either way, love the show. Highly recommend checking it out if you haven't. And if this is how you experienced it, uh, I would love to hear that. If you if this is how you've experienced the show, I would highly recommend signing up for Apple TV Plus and watching the show and telling me how it compares because I pretty much went beat for beat uh, on everything and to, to really break it down and, and get into the minutia of it all. Uh, so anyway, that's it for season one of Severance. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.